You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Shalom bracha, peace and blessing unto you. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to the Torah Sparks podcast. We are powered by TYA, Torah Youth Association of Baltimore. I uh, hope you had a phenomenal Sukkis, Yom Noraim, not in that order because it was Yom Noraim before Sukkis, and Shmini Atzeres, Simchas Torah. No, we no longer say Ledavid Hashem Ori. Some people mistakenly think we continue saying Ledavid until Zos Hanukkah or until like the final Haman Klop during the Megillah. No, it's not true. We stopped saying Ledavid Hashem Ori just to get that out of the way. But we did start saying Mashavaruach, Umorid Hageshem. What a beautiful thing we say, Mashavaruach. He who blows the wind, and causes the rain to come down. You know, an interesting thing about the word ruach, which is wind, ruach is like ruchnia, spirituality. This is one of my favorite ideas that spirituality is something we know exists, even though perhaps we can't always see it. For example, we can't actually see God, but we could definitely know Hashem exists because we see what he does. So I'll give you another example for, you know, look outside and you see the leaves rustling, you see the branches moving, you see the leaves moving. So you know there's wind, you know there is ruach, but you don't actually see the wind. Wind is invisible. You cannot see the wind. You can only see what the wind does. You could see the result of the wind. So it's similarly when it comes to ruchnia, spirituality, although we cannot perceive perhaps the deepest sense of the actual ruchnius that's involved, but we could see what it does. And, you know, what, whether it's someone learning or davening, right? So even if you can't actually see the full essence of what's going on, you see the person who's davening, you see the person who's learning, and then how they're living their lives a little bit more holy, a little bit more lofty, you see the result. That's the connection, perhaps, between ruach, wind, and ruchnius. Mashiv ruach, he who blows the wind, umor ha-geshem. And just another idea regarding specifically this phrase, um, is that think about the whole water cycle and how it works, how, right? There's uh, condensation, evaporation, and in the big ocean, the big giant seas, the water slowly evaporates and goes up to the clouds. And then what happens is the wind comes and pushes those clouds onto the mainland. And then the water, and then the clouds release their water, and hence we have rain. But imagine there was never that stage of the mashiva ruach, and imagine there was never that stage of the wind pushing the clouds from above the ocean to us on the mainland. We would never get the rain. We would never get it. So it's such a it's such a powerful idea of of the kochos and of what we're asking. Kadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem blows the wind. He turns that that dream, that thing that exists, that potential that exists, that waters that that's there, and then He sends it forth our way, giving us this bracha of gishme bracha of 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 rain in a, in abundance. In fact. You know, at least here in Baltimore, it was phenomenal of how there was literally like a rain shower within not too within minutes. Yeah, I don't know about minutes. Within maybe a half hour, an hour after we said Mashivurach, it was just it was just something. It was a beautiful thing to to perceive how it, it literally was like a rain shower just not too long after we started saying Mashivurach Umorid Hageshem. 
Yeah, I was thinking al derech avoda, you know, a lesson for us in our service of Hashem. When it comes to the Yom Noroim, the high holidays, there's a tremendous amount of, of quote-unquote rain. We we grow so much in our closeness with Hashem. There's a tremendous amount of these this gish, gishmei bracha, where we get so close to Hashem and everything and the whole tshuva time period. But then what? We go straight into the winter, right? We go into a period of darkness, of disconnect of exile. It's in the realm of Gullus. Winter's in the realm of Gullus. And I think that Mashiva Ruach is the one thing we take with us because it's the one thing that we need, right? Mashiva Ruach Morda Geshem, my Rebbe, Rabbi Fried, he pointed out that, he pointed out this is really the only thing we take with us, the Lulav, the Esrog, Adasim, the Aravos, all that stuff we leave behind, the Kittel, everything we, we leave behind. But one thing we take out of this whole time period is the blessing. We leave with Masha Baruch Mordegeshem, and we take that with us into the winter. And I think it, it's really a lesson for us that just like Hashem is Masha Baruch, it doesn't just rain over the ocean and then it just stops. Hashem is Masha Baruch. He takes that rain, He takes that goodness, He takes that brach, He takes that closeness, He takes all that amazing things, and He actually pushes it forward onto the mainland. And so so too with us, we have we ex- we experience the Yom Noram. We experience all this bracha. That connection with Hashem cannot just stay for these two, three, you know, two months. It has to come with us through the winter. And I think Mashavurach is is the lesson that we take with us. That we are told that the spiritual rain which we just experienced can and must accompany us throughout the darkness of the winter. And through the wind, the ruach, which is ruchnius, the wonderful rain will not stay and fall back in the body of water called Yom Nuram, Sukkis, etc. But rather, it will come with us through our journey on the mainland and we'll still be able to connect to Hashem in a deep, beautiful, and meaningful way. You know, one of the biggest ways that we can connect to Hashem is the Matana Tova. The Matana Tova, Chazal tell us, refers to, what does the Matana Tova mean? It means the good gift. What is the good gift? The the Medrash says it refers to the Shabbos. And again, this is the, the seventh day of the week. Shabbos is a day of rest where Hashem, so to speak, created rest. Hashem did by not doing. He created by not doing. He created by not creating. It was, it was just a day to relax and refresh and take us and, and just and just pause. I remember, you know, speaking about pausing and stopping. I remember seeing a sign in Florida. Again, they have signs everywhere. I just remember consciously seeing this. In Florida, it said, no stopping anytime. Okay, it was a road sign. No stopping anytime. Most people would view that and say, okay, so I'm not allowed to stop there anytime. But I was thinking, imagine you view this in a whole nother light. You would think you can never stop there. Comes along the sign and says, no, stopping anytime. Meaning, no, you're wrong. You could stop here anytime. Maybe that could be a twist, although I don't think if you would explain that to a cop, I don't think he would go for that. But again, with this idea of stopping, stopping, it's so important to stop. In fact, when it comes to climbing Mount Everest, it's no small feat. At 29,035 feet, the summit of Mount Everest has approximately one-third the air pressure that exists at sea level, which significantly reduces a climber's ability to breathe in enough oxygen. So think about it. Along the way up the mountain, climbers have to do something called acclimatization, and this is done in order to become accustomed to a new climate or to new conditions. Now, what exactly is acclimatization? It's kind of what it sounds like to acclimatize, to acclimatize, climate, like to become used to another climate. What the climbers have to do, again, you see the top of the mountain, you want to just go up to the top of Mount Everest, 29,035 feet, you want to just get up there already. 
But for the sake of of your health, for the sake of survival, just what basically has to be done, you have to stop along the way. You have to acclimatize. You have to stop along the way and take a breather. That way your body can get used to the air pressure and then you can continue your trek. Then you can continue climbing. Then you can continue your journey. If you were just to go up straight, a person wouldn't be able to survive that way. And we may not all have the opportunity to make this trek of Mount Everest. Probably most of us, 99.99% of us, will never even go there to Mount Everest. We'll just look at it in a nice National Geographic photo and say, oh, wow, I, do you know anyone who ever went up that? I, maybe one day I'll go up that. But you never actually will, okay? Fine. Fine, at least we're on the same page. You know how else we're on the same page? We all have something called Shabbos. Shabbos is our day of rest, and it's that time where we stop to acclimatize, able to take refresh and refocus and redirect our attention on this world. We work for six days. Like it says, Barashis, the first word, Barashis, Hashem created six. But on the seventh day is a, is a new essence. It's a new Bria. It's a new thing. It's a day of Menucha. It's a Yom Menucha, a day of rest. It's a time to stop. And it's so important to stop. And if you think about it, this is really a model for success. Contrary to popular belief, successful people constantly do, 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 do. But that's not entirely true. Successful people do, do, and they stop, and then they do more. Successful people stop. They, they know when to pause. They know when to, to put on the brakes. They know when to refocus. They know, they know when to redirect. They know when to take that breather. That way, when they go continue on their trek, when they continue climbing that Mount Everest, they'll be able to do it. They'll have that more energy. They'll have that more kishonos. They'll have that koach, that, that strength, the wherewithal to be able to continue their trek on forwards and really Shabbos the existence of Shabbos really teaches us about success how yeah we have to work we have to do we have to do we have to do but then we have to learn how to stop as well we have to learn how to break put on the pause and say enough and then continue further and when we go further we'll have that strength that drive to go and carry us with more meaning and more insight and and just like Shabbos is the Makor HaBracha for the week ahead so too in the realm of our Avodos Hashem it's going to be the Makor of, of it's going to be the Makor of that strength the source of that that blessing and and how we will be able to continue on in our lives in the most efficient and productive ways that we can. In the very first Parsha of the Torah, the Parsha that introduces us to Shabbos, let us appreciate Shabbos for what it's worth. Let us realize the importance of acclimatizing to our daily routine and stopping and pausing and reflecting and connecting to Hashem. And let's carry that with us to the weeks ahead.